coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to and see we're you. Gonna, we're going to talk about some fights that happened, um, some fights that are going to happen, and then some stuff that we want to talk about. It's good stuff. But first of all, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't listened to the Yancey Medeiros interview, stop listening to this and go back and listen to the last one, because it was really good. It was a good time talking to, to Yancey. Yancey. That was our first guest. Yeah, we're and really... it was a fantastic guest. Yancey's from my home state, uh, trained with the same people I trained with back home. They're a lot older now. Um, but he's just a down-to-earth, just a really nice, genuine guy. He's just like simple. He's a blue-collar, just a martial artist. Yeah. So get he... some more guests in the pipeline? Yeah, I was thinking um, we're actually, our next guest is going to be up and coming, uh, I'm not gonna say controversial, but definitely take no shit referee Mark Goddard. Cool. Yeah, he actually just got back to me today about we're going back and forth. So we gotta figure out what time because he is on England time. So our next guest is gonna be Mark Goddard, and uh, that'll be fantastic. And then, uh, yeah, go back and listen to that uh, Yancey Medeiros. We'll uh, wait. All right. Go. Go. Okay. All right. You're back. You're back. <laughs> so cheesy. All right. like awkward. Like, you're back. Ooh. Okay. So you're back. Anyway. Whatever. Okay. So let's talk about the, the this past, uh, the fights. Uh, From Orlando. Orlando. UFC Orlando. Um, it was actually a pretty good card. It wasn't a great card, but it was a good card. Let's go down the line from the first fight. First fight was um, Mike Perry. Against Matt, Max Griffin. I'm willing to bet that Mike, uh, Mike Perry was the favorite to win. Um, but he got outboxed. He got outboxed. He just got... I mean, I liked him a lot more than I do now simply because he wasn't respectful after the fight, I don't think. And I don't know. Maybe they had a little thing going on. I don't know. Him and Max. But... He just wasn't respectful after. He lost a clear decision. I mean, it wasn't wasn't even near close. Um, it wasn't one you know one sided beating, but it was a one sided win. And Max Griffin outboxed him because Mike Perry moved too slow. If you want to be the the slugger, so you got to catch the boxer. You know, Mike Tyson always caught his guy, and 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 um, and. Muhammad Ali was able to get away from his guys. So Max Griffin was the boxer. And with superior hand speed, combinations, and foot movement, he was able to beat Mike Perry to the punch almost every time. Mike Perry would plod forward, throw one punch, and then Max Perry or Max Griffin was able to sidestep him and hit like hit him with like four or five. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, 
the significant strikes were, you know, weren't that. It was, I think, 78 to 45. So he landed a lot more. Mike Perry was the aggressor, as in he was coming forward. But um, Mike, uh, Max, Max Griffin landed a lot more. So He landed a lot of counter punches, didn't he? Yeah, he was counter punching while moving. But they were landing. I mean, if you look at um, you look at Mike Perry's face afterwards, you could tell a lot of those punches were landing. Uh, so he won the fight. He won the fight on ring generalmanship, generalship, and um, hand speed. So Mike Perry couldn't figure out how to corner him and how to basically put punches together. I think that was his main thing. Yeah, I agree. I, and I think Max. Definitely took advantage of counterpunching in that fight. Mike seemed to leave himself open for a lot of those. Yeah, well, you, to be honest, you leave yourself open when you throw one punch at a time because you got to bring that hand back. And when so, when somebody like Matt Griffin is moving so much laterally, he's able to throw fire off combinations in in um, in quick recession, and uh, he just landed a lot more and. So he just out he outboxed them, and I don't, I don't think Mike Perry put his combinations together enough. That one punch, come in stock for one punch is just it's too much telegraphing. I mean, he landed a few of them, but I think you're gonna win if you want to win against a faster guy who's faster on his feet and with his hands. You need to cut off the cage and close the distance and fight at your. You need to fight in a. In a um, in a telephone booth, you need to fight in a small area, and the only way to do that in a big cage is get them up against the, against the cage. So you have to make a big space smaller, and then you just have to fire off your shots. Or another way to do it is you let the faster guy come into you, and you catch him with a counter. But Mike Perry isn't a counter type fighter, so I think that was his downfall. Was uh, just the fact that he was too slow on his feet and didn't throw any combinations. Yeah, I agree. So, so, so that was that fight. And that one went to, yeah, went to decision. It went to decision. It'll, he'll be back. But I didn't like the fact that he was disrespectful. He didn't wait till the referee... No, he you pulled know, his hand away. He pulled he? his hand away, and that just, I mean, it just looked disrespectful. I don't have anything against that him personally, and I'm not, you know, I don't know the whole story behind it. But that in and of itself... Taken individually or independently, that looked disrespectful, and I didn't like it. So, Bing, what what other fight we got? This is OSP Latifi. OSP, I like OSP, man. I thought he was gonna win that fight, and this this was, um, you know, distance against lack of distance. And the lack of distance was able to overcome the distance. Like Mike Tyson did to almost all his opponents. Latifi was the much shorter opponent with shorter arms. OSP was longer. But Latifi was able to nullify the distance and land the punches. So, um, and he did it by head movement, lateral movement, and, and, and causing, if not... If not causing damage, you have to cause a threat of damage. So if you don't have a threat of damage 
to the taller guy, he's just going to pick you apart. Once you start imposing a threat of damage and your opponent becomes defensive, you're going to be much more uh, effective. And that's what uh, Latifi did. He was able to stop him I pretty much with a punch, but then he, he threw on a guillotine and it put, um, it put o OSP to sleep. But I think, I think the fight was won already by the right hand. Yeah, and he he tagged him a couple of times, then put him in that guillotine, which looked just looked really nasty. Stand, it, standing guillotine that that put him to sleep was uh, it was pretty impressive. It was, it was. But it, I think the punches did it. I think the punches did the damage, just like GSP to uh, uh, Michael Bisping. The punches did the damage. Then he put on the choke to finish off. A lot of guys do that, honestly. Um, if they're punching someone and they, I don't, I don't know if this is the the. I think, I think OSP gave him his neck, so he took it. But sometimes guys would rather just get the, um, get the submission because they don't want to keep hitting the guy. They really don't. Fighters don't want to hurt each other most of the time. But I think he nailed OSP, and OSP was staggered, and he kind of just gave him his neck, which happens all the time. And I think a guillotine is one of the most uh, common chokes that it's used in in MMA or in most places, by the, for that matter. But anyway, would you rather get knocked out or get choked out with a guillotine? Choked out. <laughs> really? That looks horrible. I know. Again, no, knocked out. But you wake right up. I mean, if it was in the street, I mean, you could get knocked out and just he keeps punching you, could kill you. But if you get choked out in the cage, boom! It usually, usually, it's a flash. Uh, you're unconscious for just a split second because there's a referee and a fighter that usually doesn't want to hurt you. If a fighter's choking you, 99% of the time, it feels you go limp, he's going to let go. In the street, they're not going to. So that's why there's deaths because of uh, choking. But I would rather just have a flash choke than a complete knockout. A guillotine choke, though, looks... It is painful, and that's because of the neck crank, but not because of the choke. It's because you're putting pressure on the neck on the neck so it's like a neck crank and a blood choke at the same time when it when a rear choke you're just cutting off the carotids that you seems, don't have that pain. seems more peaceful to me yeah it is more <laughs> I, I choose that one and just the name <laughs> rear choke versus guillotine a guillotine just sounds bad doesn't it <laughs> yeah that was, anyway i thought that was an interesting fight and it, it it ended pretty definitively yeah um the next fight was the uh how do you say her name? Andraj? Why do they say I her say name? Andrade. Um, in Hawaii, you say Andrade. Um, in, um, in Portuguese, you say Andraj. Andraj. Andraj yeah. versus so Tisha Torres. Yeah, I'll say Andrade. But uh, that was a good fight. That was, that was a skill, skill fight who, that showed strategy at its best um, on both sides. It showed the strategy on um, Torres in the first round. Her her strategy was impeccable. She was landing on the move. Um, Andrade is not slow at all. She was coming in with fast footwork. She was moving her head a lot. But Torres was a little bit faster and was able to maintain punching distance. So she was able to beat Andrade in that first round. She was and, always moving away. Always. I mean, Andrade or Andrade was constantly moving forward. The whole fight. She was. She was like a bull. and But she wasn't moving forward like... Like uh, Mike Perry, he was moving forward slowly, one punch at a time, and he wasn't moving his head. 
so he's getting hit a lot. Andrade was moving her head. She was moving fast. She had really fast arrhythmic movement, which is very important. Um, but so was Trisha. Uh, Torres was just was still maintaining the distance, lateral movement. So she was able to win that first round. But Andrade was able to eventually get more movement and find her range, which is a wrestler's range. Torres wanted a striker's range. And once, once Andrade got that wrestling range, she was able to take her down at will. She had uh, a bunch of takedowns. She had a bunch of takedowns. Man, to be 115 pounds and be that strong, yeah. she just seemed extremely strong. And then you look at their weights, they're 115. She had 10 takedowns. Yeah. This yeah. strong, strong she person at 115 she, Yeah, pounds. she didn't look 115. She looked like she looked like she could have been 170. She's just very strong. Very strong. They're both. They both were really talented. And you know, like, Taurus has her master's degree and shit. I did not know that. Yeah, Taurus is like a sharp cookie. I mean, I remember when she was at... Um, she was at American Top Team for a while. And uh, she was always studying and she was always going to school. And I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure she, oh, she, got her, she went all the way and got her master's. And she's a sharp, sharp fighter. She's a, and she's a sharp young lady. And uh, she's going places in life. That's for damn sure. I don't know much about Andrade. She seems like a very respectful, nice person. She's a, tough as nails. I mean... When you watch it, when I was watching that fight, I mean, I think I tweeted like, "Who the fuck ever said girls can't fight?" When you watch this fight right here, you realize girls can fight. They're tough as nails. I mean, you see blood and knockdowns and powerful shots, and they're fighting their way out of out of submissions. Girls can fight. But anyway, this is a really good fight. It was. Uh, it might have been my favorite fight. It was my favorite fight of the night. Yeah. It was a semi-main. It was a yeah. semi-main. It was a really good fight. Really good fight. Really good fight. Well, the last fight, this was the main fight, but it was uh, Josh Emmett and Jeremy Stevens. This one's been controversial, of course, after this happened. It was even controversial to the announcers while it was happening. Um, so, what do you think of this fight? Um, I... I thought, uh, was it the third round or second? I think it's second third, round. Second. Um, yeah. I just, I thought he got caught. I mean, and the knee, which missed, but you can't second guess it because it did miss. So you could say he tried to make it land, but it didn't land. So, so just what happened was, so this was in the second round. Yeah. So the first round, Josh Emmett. is uh, close. Well, he, he knocked him down. He knocked uh, Stevens down. He. Yeah, had a pretty it, good shot. Yeah, but I mean, it, he, he got right up. cover right away. Yeah. Got right up, but he had a good round. He, I don't know yeah. how close it was. I don't know what the judges gave it. It was but, probably it was probably it was probably a ten nine round. Yeah. So anyway, so I don't know if he was pretty confident going into round two, um, but anyway, Jeremy Stevens hit him. I don't know what he got him with, but he knocked him down. And the controversy was mainly centered around the knee. Yeah. Yeah. So he, kneeing a downed opponent. Um, he was down. He is both his knees were on the ground and his hand was on. He was down without a doubt. And the knee, if it landed, I think, I think, um, I think it would have. And it landed, and then I think the fight would have been a no contest or even a disqualification. But it didn't land. It didn't land. So yeah, if you looked at the replay, 
I don't know. It might have been a very glam. I don't think it did anything. No, it didn't land. Yeah. It landed on its way down a little bit. But yeah. I, I think it landed like it, in the it probably didn't contribute to. I don't think it did happened. at all. So I mean, so the controversy is: can you throw a knee at a downed opponent and then go, "Well, it didn't land, so it didn't count." So well, let me tell you what would happen. I mean, if you did and you say you threw a knee, then uh, Jeremy can say, "Well, I wasn't even aiming for him. I was just throwing it." Because every fighter that puts his hands out like this, then they could say he he. Potentially poked his eyes. They do say that now. No, they say you say you can't do it. They warn you three times. But you're you not can't, a, you can't put your hand out with your fingers extended anymore. Right. Even if you don't poke them. Right. But they're not saying you're intended. They're saying you might, you might, you know, the the danger goes up that you're going to hit them. But they're not saying you're intentionally trying so to get them. Is there a danger of throwing a knee at somebody's? Yeah, that's what. That's the point. That's so. That's yeah. that's the point. But I mean, so. I mean that's a that's a can of worms. I mean if he kicks him in the in the leg right near the groin, they could stop and say that was almost to the groin. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it was the lead knee didn't land. I don't know what they're complaining about. I think there were some elbows behind the head too. Um, and if that's the case, then that might have some. There were clearly uh, there were clearly elbows in the back of his head. But the question is, when you're hitting a moving opponent, yeah. They're moving. Yeah. So So I, I don't have a problem with the elbows because you, you could say it wasn't intentional. He was definitely intentionally trying to knee the guy. He might have missed, but that doesn't mean he wasn't trying to. Yes and no. He was he was nobody nobody would intentionally try to knee a downed opponent. He was, right here. No. Look, there's a picture of it. Right. But what happens is you're caught up in the heat. That's how like when sometimes somebody gets it's dropped and they throw like crime of passion. You can't because you can't why would someone if he knows the rules and he's gonna knee him knowing he'll get disqualified, obviously it was just something that just happens when you're so the adrenaline's pumping. Nobody's gonna say, I'm gonna knee him because nobody's gonna see. It's only on it's only on there's only like twelve cameras here. Or do, you, or do you think he thought it was legal? No, he didn't think it was legal. Because he didn't have his hand on the mat or something. No, because his knees were on the mat. That's much but bigger if, deal. So, if he didn't know and he was trying to knee him in the head, he's been around a while. Maybe the rules are confusing. That is one thing. The rules are very confusing, but they're down. Now it's one hand, two hand. That's if you're on your feet, though. Right. No. Yeah, if you're on your feet, but your hands are down. Right. But if you're on your knees, you can have your hands up, you're downed. Right. No matter where your hands are, you're downed if you're... Your knees are down. And that's never changed. So, I don't know. Unless he fought in Pride a bunch where it was legal, it's never been legal in the UFC. Not since, like, UFC 3, I think. So, I don't know what he's complaining about. Um, but I don't know if he has a valid complaint because I, I can't say one way or another because I don't know for sure what he's complaining about. But uh, the knee didn't land. So, and I didn't see the elbows... Like, I didn't really pay attention to the elbows that much. I saw some elbows landing, but I didn't really notice. It didn't look, it didn't really, really look blatant to me at all. But, I mean, if he has a good point, he has a good point. I don't know, though, right now. I really don't. Well, this is, my only point with this would be, I don't know, you can argue about the details. But they gave him performance of the night. He got 50 grand. For Both of them? No, he got performance of the night. Stevens. Okay. So he got awarded bonus money. We talked about this last time with the Chinese fighter when he eye gouged. Who the eye gouged? Jake Matthews. And then they gave him fight of the night money, which I find re- ridiculous. 
So you're giving a fighter that's clearly breaking the rules money and no discipline. And then you go, oh, this is a really controversial thing. He tries to knee a downed opponent. Ah, performance of the night. Give him fifty. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say, let him win the fight. I don't think I'd take the fight away from him. But, but how do you give foul. him performance of the night for going? I'm trying to intentionally there's be no a down foul that the says I'm trying to. Because you could. What if he like faked hitting him in the balls and didn't? You think they're gonna take a point away, or are they gonna say, "Hey, that's a foul"? Then if you that's got knocked out, that's not quite as dangerous as kneeing someone in the head. There's a reason you can't knee a down the opponent. Is your balls. It's not. It's not uh, it might hurt a little. I mean, you could you could kill someone doing that. What? Kneeing someone in the head. You can knee them in the head if they're le- leaning forward and you grab their head and knee them the same way. You could. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still legal in some, some MMA. It's just not legal in the UFC. There's in a fact, reason for that. Well, because it looks... It's probably a safety thing. It's, I'll tell you what. If they, wanted to, if they want the most dangerous thing in MMA is punching someone in the head. Over and over. That's what's going to kill them more than anything. Long term. Not one kick in the head. Because I don't think they've ever had a, a substantial acute injury in Pride. In Pride, if you're laying on your back, you're allowed to soccer kick their face. If you're on all fours, you're allowed to soccer kick their face. And I've seen guys on all fours getting kicked like three or four times while they're getting up. And I, that, that looks terrible. It does. And that's why And that's why it was made illegal, because it looks bad, and UFC was trying to cl- clean up their image. Not because it's more dangerous, because if they were going to try to l- take away what's more dangerous, they would take away a punch in the head. You could definitely hurt someone more with a knee to the head than a fist. Maybe repetitive no, fists no is way. different. I could throw a left hook hard, harder than a knee. I swear to God I could. It, it's more dangerous to cut with a knee... But I, I could hit harder with a power left hook than someone could with an knee. I guarantee you. If someone was on the ground on all fours and they soccer kicked him as hard as they could with their foot or their shin, that would probably be harder. But you can't ger- generate enough velocity or speed or torque with your knee to, to land with nearly as much power as you could with a hook. Sorry. Okay. Even though you're the doc, I know about concussions <laughs> a little more. It just seems... <laughs> it seems. It seems it does. way more dangerous. It does. And people don't like that when people are hitting the other one. You're even... This is how stupid it I is. I think the way to get a performance or a fight of the night bonus is you got to commit foul. a foul. <laughs> no, if you're, if, you're on your, if you're on one knee standing over your opponent, right, and you got all the gravity, your hip, you got everything on your side, if they lean back and kick you in the face, they're fouling. So that's... I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of... Sometimes they make a rule... But they don't realize that it also affects other angles and stuff. Like the twelve to like the twelve to six elbow. This elbow's un- illegal because of my fighter Gam McGee uh, was doing it to somebody like in the back of the head. So they made twelve to six elbows illegal. So now all of a sudden, twelve to six e- elbows are illegal because they're too dangerous when they're hitting someone in the base of the skull and the neck. That can really hurt. Now, check it out. It's illegal to 12 and six, 12, and 12, 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock elbow. Somebody in the leg, if, if you're on the ground and you're grappling and you're in a weird position, you're not even allowed to do that to somebody's thigh muscle. And you, you would get fouled. But you can punch him in the head as hard as you can. Or even while he's ground, you can elbow him as hard as you can as long as you don't go from 12 to 6. You can go from 11 to 5. All day long, but you can't go from 12 to 6. So there's some crazy rules, like 
attempting a you, but there's nothing as crazy as attempting a knee. Attempting a knee, yeah. <laughs> you can't. There's no intent. <laughs> you can't get in trouble for intent. In you all, well, maybe not in MMA, but you can't everywhere else. I know. But this is a. This is You're just MMA. trying to clearly knee a down opponent. Maybe if that's a rule. I don't know. I think you should enforce it. Or maybe not give him a performance of the night for trying to commit fouls. What if... What that, would if be, that would be my opinion. What if What if one guy beat the shit out of him and he kept hitting him and the referee had to push him away and then next thing you know, the guy's in court for attempted murder? I think you sign up for what you get in there. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's a... It's a it's sometimes a, it's a knee when you're down <laughs> on the ground. Sometimes it's, <laughs> sometimes it's a stray knee. But anyway... Uh, Jeremy Stevens is tough as nails. Hits hits so hard. He had a great fight. He had a great fight, and I love Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett will be back. They um, should if they fought again someday. I'd be interested to see it. Let me tell you what I think won the fight for Josh uh, or Jeremy and lost the fight for Josh. Okay, the same thing that won the fight for Josh his last fight against Lamos was he missed the right hand. But then he came back with a left hook and knocked Lamas out cold. Okay, This fight, Stevens missed the right hand and came right back with a left hook and knocked him out. While, and because, Josh missed a right hand and didn't come back with a left hook. The left hook is a perfect way to reset a fighter. Every time you throw a right hand and you bring it back, you're still open. Yeah, you leave yourself partially vulnerable. And that's what Josh Emmett did. If you watch it, he kind of came over here with that right hand, and then he didn't come right back with a left hook like he did against Lamos. He came back with his face, which he had caught by, by Jerry, Jeremy Stevens' left hook. And that is what ended the fight for all intents and purposes. Yeah, and the, the ground and pound yeah, was that brutal. wasn't controversial was brutal. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. But think of this, every time you guys throw a right hand and you're, you're cocked here, you're set, but every time you throw a right hand because you're committing your hip, your shoulder comes forward, now you're, you're off. You want to come back to your regular, uh, to your default position. So it should always be with a left hook, whether you land it or not. And like, like I said, Josh Emmett landed against Lamos, knocked him out cold, and this fight... Jer Jeremy Steven, it wasn't exactly the same, but as a right hand and a left hook after. Okay. So what uh, if the referee did something with this attempted knee on the ground? What would have happened? He would have stopped the fight or something, and then they, it wouldn't have been. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the referee had in their power to do at that point. If you saw him trying to do an illegal strike, I guess he could stop it. And reset, or what do you do? You can't do anything. He could have. He could have warned him. While you can't take away a guy's superior position because he threw, he might have been throwing something that didn't land. If it landed, they would have stopped it right there. Well, you wait for him to land it before you stop it. If he's gonna keep trying to beat him, what if he's throwing punches? <laughs> Should he wait till one lands and knock the guy out? Or he goes, wait, that one's almost knocking him out. I'm gonna stop it now. This is a fight. You can't knock it out because it might land. Could you imagine, like, the guy misses the left hook and the referee stops you? Fight's over. Go back and watch the fight again, John. Fight's over. Back. I think you need to watch it again. We'll get you glasses. He misses the left hook. <laughs> oh, you're wearing glasses. Come back I don't with the left what hook and the guy goes, that left hook was really close, so that would have knocked you out in all... You if know, if you Josh can't. Emmett was your fighter, 
Nothing. You wouldn't. You not, wouldn't not, have said anything. No, seriously. I really. Ser- I, unless there was something else, if the elbows or something. But I'm not gonna. I would never complain about a maybe intentional trying to strike that didn't land in the first place. I'm not gonna. I mean, because he the the things that did land are what knocked him out. So, but if there was illegal elbows, I don't know about, and maybe that's what they're complaining about. Then that's a whole different story, and there might be a, a valid complaint but you cannot complain about a maybe trying to but miss technique well and like i said i don't think it changed the outcome of the fight and i think if you look at josh emmett i think he had an orbital fracture which was not from that knee and it was not from an elbow to the back of the head yeah so he he was getting hit pretty hard and 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 I don't. I don't think when you say intentional, that's that's like it means a lot of different things. But when a fight's going on, you're just like throwing and swinging. You're just trying well, to. Well, then hurt why that have guy. any rules? What? Then have no rules. No, you should have rules. And if it landed, he would have lost the fight, which would have been terrible outcome. I know, but you can't. You just, let, let me just say, you guys, something. I don't you, know. <laughs> you already said it. Don't, don't give him a performance <laughs> of the night bonus. Okay, right. so you can take that away. All right, from. send the money back. All right. What? <laughs> He's got a family to feed. Okay, so, so split it with Josh. There you go. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the upcoming fight. Is that this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Where are we gonna watch it? Your house or mine? I'm not gonna be home. I'll be a water polo. What? I'll tell you all about it. All right. I'll, but you're not. Are you gonna be watching it from somewhere? Uh, I'll end up seeing it. Yeah. All right. I'll tape it anyway. Okay. First fight on the card: Kat Singano. Um, I don't know who she's fighting. It should be a fun fight. I like Kat. I love to watch her fight. Next fight, Stefan Struve. Against, How tall is this guy? Like 6'10 or something. He's huge. Yeah. He um, towers he, over the octagon. He's 7 feet tall. Oh, yes. 265. That's about as big as you could get. Yeah. And still be fighting in the UFC. Yeah, and so we had a guy, uh, Gam McGee, he was 6'11", he was pretty tall. Um, He's fighting Arlovsky. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's two guys that have, they're, they're, they're both sluggers, they're both, I mean, man, you put, you put um, uh, Overeem in that, in, that, in that group, you know, I think he would come out, I, I don't know, they'd be like, They've just been there, done that. They've been knocked out. They've, I mean, Stefan Stroop got knocked out so bad his jaw was just fractured, and he was like, Arlovsky's been KO'd a few times, even by Overeem, and but they keep coming back, and they just, I hope they're fine in the head, but they're tough son of a guns, and they're they'll win one, then lose one. They're just they're hardcore tough, and uh, I think Stefan's distance. Um, the way he's able to use his uh, range, I think, will be a, a pretty big factor. But then Arlovsky's been around so much; um, they both have. So I don't, I don't know. It's like uh, that one's up in the air. I mean, I don't know. I'm more interested to see um, um, Frankie Edgar against Brian Ortega. The the Sean O'Malley guy. That should be fun. That should be a fun fight. I don't really know Andrade. Andrade uh, is he a Thai guy? Where is he from? He's the Asian sensation. He's a United States fighter. I don't know oh, where okay. he fights out of. Yeah, I think his last name is... Uh, he's Thai or something. But anyway, Sean O'Malley. Um, 
should be interesting. I don't really know Sean O'Malley that well. I know he does like crazy shit and he, he's really good. Um, but I'm more interested to see, I'm not interested in the main event really. I mean, just because I don't know Yana, whatever her last name is, I'm sure she's good, but I know nothing about her. And to me, without knowing anything about her, I just think they're just trying to feed cyborg, you know, opponents. But I don't know anything about her. So I, I, I'm i not saying anything about her. I know nothing about her. And that's why I'm not as interested as I should be. But I'm very interested to see Frank Yeager and see if his aggression and his superior wrestling can beat Brian Ortega's good wrestling, or good striking, good wrestling, but but outstanding submissions. So should, that's the fight that I want to see the most on this card. Um... Yeah, that's the mo- I, I'm looking to see Frank Yeager, Brian Ortega. What do you think? Sounds good. I'll come over and watch it Sunday. Oh, you're going to come after? Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So that's what we got. We're going to just go back and uh, go over MMA and talk and talk about medical stuff and 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 knees that don't land. Could yeah, have. Who knows what won't land uh, Saturday that we'll get to talk about. Could have, would have. We're going we're gonna to call the show Could have, would have, should have. That's awkward. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Thanks for coming. Please share this because we are the up-and-coming podcast. We're even having guests now. We had Yancey Medeiros last week, and we're having Mark Goodard, I think, next week. So tune in. Pitmaster and the Doc is going to be an unbelievable... It's making. It's going up the roof. I think our numbers are like... I think we're going to get some kind of Academy Award. <laughs> New category. Whatever. <laughs> All right, John. Stay. Take it easy, man. Thanks. Good to see you.